What's up, everybody? I'm Danielle. And I'm Rob. Welcome to Streamiverse, a 10-minute podcast rooted entirely in spite. We used to be a podcast about Quibi, but they sent us a cease and desist. So now we talk about everything that streams. Quibi's not the only game in town, honey. We're all stuck at home for the foreseeable future, so let's watch some trash together. Here's what's going on today in the Streamiverse. I just want to quickly mention something that I was seeing a lot in the Twitter sphere and on comments about the articles this past week. I mean, we all have our theories about Quibi. This one kept coming up and it's that, Rob, do you think Quibi is a money laundering scheme? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it seems like... It, it, you know, there is a weird vibe about it where it seems like such a big joke <laughs> that it almost could just be a front for a money laundering scheme. It's just such you know? an obvious... I keep saying... Have you ever seen the movie Producers? The Producers? Yeah. I've also seen Ozark. And in Ozark... Oh, God. They... Hey, let me just bring this back to Ozark, okay? Come on. Give me this. Look, when in Ozark, they buy this casino, they bring someone in... Who's super rich and they're money, they're, you know, they're money laundering through the casino and they bring this guy in just to start losing on purpose. And it feels like Quibi's losing on purpose. Yeah. It's like, is it possible that they have more to gain monetary wise (laughs) by being on absolute flop? Monetary. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) Monetary. Than they would have if they had been a success. I mean, there, but when I first mentioned this to you, you brought up a great point, which is yes, maybe they'd be rich, but the most important thing I'm guessing to Meg and Jeffrey, J Cats, is ego. It's their ego. I mean, these are not people, these are not two big big names that need this money. They've already had full careers as CEOs and Pixar and everything. They've had tons of success. I think these are ego-driven people who think they have... They think they're visionaries and they just want to push their egos out into the universe and prove to everyone that this cockamamie boomer scheme is uh, <laughs> is going to succeed. And they they are gonna just keep pushing until until they think that they've pushed it over the edge. I mean, they they really thought that they did something there. They yeah. really thought by making content that was less than ten minutes long, they were reinventing the wheel. Yeah, I bet you. Uh, I bet you, Jeff. Katzenberg throws up in his mouth a little every time he hears the word go 90. Well, you know what else he throws up in his mouth hearing? Allegedly, our DMs were lit and someone said that he prefers Jeffrey, not Jeff. So don't call him Jeff Rob. <laughs> his name is Jeffrey or J Katz. He'll see you in court. Um, so it's just I've been seeing this all over online. And then a lot of tweets we've been seeing, we've been seeing have been about how Quibi is also a scheme to um, allegedly uh, not have to deal with union laws because of yeah. the length of the episodes. It's just a way to skirt those regulations. So mm-hmm. I haven't looked into this enough to really know 
But those tweets do keep coming up, and that's very interesting. Yeah, and if there's anyone out there uh, that is an expert on you know union laws and in the film industry that wants to uh, slide into the DMs and talk to us about it, we would love to spread that message and uh, tell the truth out there. Yes, we stand with unions 100%. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, there's, uh, there's other Quibi reviews that are in this week. Uh, one being from Vulture. And uh, just to give you a quick headline of what that is, it says, yep. Quibi is bad. (laughs) Uh, One quote that Danielle pulled from this was that uh, they said, I still can't get my arms around why Quibi feels like staring into the void. And uh, I can speak to that because that's really (laughs) how it feels like that is so that is so well said by them. Um, And I think that this is the culmination of everything we've been talking about since the launch. It's like, you can't screenshot it, you can't talk about it, you can't have a podcast about it. So, and like, it feels so limited and so, there's nothing to share and there's no one to talk to about and no one to watch with. So you watch a Quibi, you look at the front page, they're serving you content that you didn't even ask for, there's no rhyme or reason to any of the recommendations. And... It just feels like you're you're looking at this pre-made list of things that you'll never get to talk to anyone about because no one will know what you're talking about. So you just feel completely alone in your Quibi experience. Yeah, you're just in a cave just wishing you could talk to someone, wishing you could share, wishing you could interact, yeah. and you can't. Yeah. And like the best part of, you know, stupid little reality shows is gossiping about it with your friends, sharing memes, you know, it's supposed to feel alive. Quibi feels dead inside. <laughs> yeah, you know? it does. It's just, it feels dead. And it's because they had too much money, too much money, too much ego. It was they're, too big to too... fail, and guess what? It failed. Yeah. Reminds so, me of MoviePass. <laughs> so I know you, you wanted to touch on the numbers again. Yeah. Uh, so <clears throat> we heard what uh, the first week they had 300,000 downloads then they said <clears throat> 700,000 then they said 1.7 million out of nowhere for the first and week. now they are for the first week and now they're claiming 2.7 million and I'm just wondering what's with the sevens <laughs> you think there's something <laughs> every fishy. time something I mean fishy going one point on they have 1.7 billion in funding they have 1.7 million downloads. Why do they announce it then? Now they have 2.7 million. Are they just trying to get us to round up? I mean, what's happening? Why are they saying this? I don't know. But I also want to just call out the LA Times because every single news outlet that writes about these numbers shows an accompanying graph from either a sensor tower or App Annie showing that Quibi's numbers were bad. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. 1.7 million in a first week is good for a little old app, but for an app that has $2 billion behind it and the biggest A-list talent and two of the top execs in the world, no, mm-hmm. that's a flop. But every time the LA Times writes about it, it's like a strong start for Quibi and like yeah. the promising new app. It's like they're so far up Cats's butt. Yeah. They're and probably then, hoping they get a Quibi too. Yeah, probably. 
And then Mm -hmm. I just wanted to say another little inside scoop that came into our DMs is that allegedly Meg has said that the goal for Quibi is to have 7 million paying subscribers after one year. Paying 7 million paying after (laughs) one year. And within five years, their goal is 20 million paying subscribers. In five years, they want 20 million. And the funniest thing is... You know, they go around to all these, you know, VCs and these investors and they're going, well, you know, our target market is the entire planet, billions of people. If we get even a percentage of that, we'll be killing it, <laughs> you know, and and then their projections for five years is 20 million. 20 I mean, million that's abysmal. <laughs> that's ridiculous. I mean, they're this, there's this, they're this. Big, ambitious, fat pig of a company. <laughs> I'm serious. They're, they're this ambitious. Sow. They're not even a fat pig. They're a sow. They're lying on their side. Exactly. Peeled over because they can't get up from their own friggin' dumb, messed up point of view and ambition. Lack of ambition, I should say. You know what happens to big, fat pigs? <laughs> they get slaughtered. <laughs> Yeah. And that's on the factory farming industry. Hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, I just think it's so ridiculous. They're constantly just posturing themselves to the media, puffing out their chest. They're saying, oh, yeah, we're going to do this and that. And we're going to do we're big shots. And then internally, they're 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 forecasting seven million for the first year and then 20 million five years later. Come on. This is 2020. This is the tech industry. You should be doubling those numbers in a year. Yeah. Like, look at look at Netflix. Look at Disney. Like, of course, they're going to say this, those aren't their competitors, but also then look at TikTok. Exploding worldwide. It's probably at a billion I'm like by stumbling now. over my words. I'm so furious at these people. And what was TikTok originally? An app where you could lip sync to songs. Exactly. You know, it didn't have A-list talent. It didn't have the top... CEOs from eBay and the former DreamWorks CEO, but look at it now. And that's just, that's just sad. And those projections were pre-launch, right? So I wonder how those projections have changed now. I bet they've even lowered because they've all, because of the coronavirus and also because they literally offered a 90 day free trial and these are their results. Well, that's what I wanted to say. Oh, my gosh. I just want to reiterate, that's paying. How many people are going to keep paying after 90 days? Not me. Not me. Hate to say it. (sighs) Well. Oh, shoot. We ran out of time. But don't worry. We'll be back every weekday for the rest of your lives. To see how this conversation ends, tune in next time on Streamyverse. And don't forget to rate, subscribe, and share with your favorite stream millionaires. See you in the streamy.